Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Stuby, and thank you to Ace. And and just a, a quick reminder, if you're in an Ace Hardware store, I hope you will be, and if you're in one of their stores, please tell them thank you. Ask for the manager or the owner and uh, tell him or tell her how grateful you are for uh, for their sponsorship. There are 40 of them now that joined together to sponsor me here and over uh, at uh, BAP, and, and, uh, and, and I'm immensely happy and proud to have them as my sponsors for several years now. They sponsor this entire program. Uh, today's SPCA of Texas dog is Cosmo. Uh, see, I did that. That's not what I want to do. That's tomorrow. I got the wrong thing. You know what I did? I reached and got I got that out for tomorrow so I could give you that dog for tomorrow. Let me quickly put that back so I don't do that one again. Hang with me. Boy, I really messed that up. I don't have an SPCA dog right now. I don't have anything. This is my most asked question, and I want to go back to Jim. Hang on just a second. I'll be back. I'm not going anywhere. What have I done? There it is. I traded sheets. Sorry to leave the microphone for you there. There we go. Let's go back to Jim in Dallas. We were talking about a bordering plant uh, that he could use that would get uh, about five feet tall, five to six feet tall, that he could use um, to uh, uh, give a screen between his property and adjacent property in Sulphur Springs. And and Jim, is this uh, in town or is this out in the country? No, it's in town. All right. Uh, there are several plants that come to mind. Sulphur Springs is the beginning of East Texas. Your soil is more favorable than than uh, most of us have, and so that's going to work to your advantage. Um, and uh, so there, you know, you could you could begin to plant some of the things that uh, that we wouldn't use in the Blackland. But I'm still going to tell you uh, that my choice definitely would still be uh, the Hollies. And uh, dwarf Burford holly would be the one that fits into that size range. Uh, it would be perfect. You need to make sure that you want a long straight row of anything because what that invites then is for you to come along with a hedge trimmer and and cut it into a box or into into globes or into something that makes a lot of work for you. Uh, it's a beautiful shrub if you allow it to grow. I have some that are 45 years old and they are now about my height, about six feet tall. Uh, so that fits into the size that you've given me perfectly. Um, and they have been pruned a couple times just to kind of even them up, but that's all. And, and not over the whole plant, but just here and there where there were erratic branches. That would by far be my first choice, would be dwarf Burford holly. Whether you use them in a long straight row or whether you use them in, in groupings of some sort, uh, without seeing your landscape, I can't really uh, make a suggestion, but, but that is, that is a, a really good choice. The problem with Texas sage, with Sinisa, is that it's not reliably winter hardy as far north as we are. And the farther east you go, the more trouble it has with moisture. And uh, you're going to have even more problems than, than we had in Dallas-Fort Worth. There are lots of plantings that are still trying to come back from last winter, and this I've been in the in the Metroplex for uh, 52 years, and I have watched uh, uh, Sinisa. I like Sinisa very much, Texas sage. Uh, I've seen them killed out by the cold uh, four or five times, and I don't want to recommend a shrub to you that has that kind of chance of dying in 10 years, uh, and not in that quantity especially. Um, there's a, a planting that my wife and I pass. Um, uh, it's not a part. It's it's in the highway right of way. It has nothing to do with the Sheraton Hotel in McKinney. But as we head around to head north on Central Expressway, there's a planting there that is. They might as well take it out. Uh, the highway department because it's it's gone. They're, half of them were dead anyway, and they pruned, pruned them all back. And it just. I feel so sorry for the plants. They they used a lot of them in, in the plantings in McKinney. And it's just not a plant that's suitable this far north and this far northeast in Texas. It, it belongs 
uh, west of San Antonio and in the hill country and up through the hill country. So that's the reason I, I cringed when you mentioned it. And and it's fine to plant one or, or three if you're going to use them for an accent plant, but you can afford to replant those. But when people want to use a bunch, then it makes me more nervous. All right, so other plants that I would consider, but putting dwarf burford by itself at the top of the list, uh, I have used a sea green juniper, an old uh, uh, intermediate juniper in my landscape for exactly what you're doing and I've been very happy with it for many many years see green I have I have a lot of standard Nandina the old Nandina domestica heavenly bamboo uh, it would fit into that size range into five to six feet tall you have to prune it carefully I did a story in eGardens my electronic newsletter this past week two days ago that uh, showed how to how to prune nandinas when you prune them any cane that gets cut gets cut clear to the ground so that it will re-sprout and put new growth from down below and that'll keep them nice and full from the ground all the way up if, if you prune them anywhere other than that they will branch right where they're cut and they look bizarre um, the variety of obs- uh, obsession uh, gets about four feet tall, so it's a little bit shorter, and so does Compacta, Nandina Domestica Compacta. It's an old-fashioned variety. I have a lot of it, and I've been very happy with it, but I think it'll be too short for what you want. I think the standard, old, original, first-on-line Nandina Domestica, heavenly bamboo Nandina, is, is right up your alley. I think Glossy Abelia would be too large, and I think the, the improved varieties will be too small. I think they're below five feet, so I, I don't have an abelia to recommend. And I'm not into recommending boxwood for this right now because we have a, a new disease that has moved in on the East Coast, and I don't know when it's going to move into Texas, already in, uh, in Louisiana, and we don't have a good control for it, so I'm going to rule that one out. Um, those, are, those, are your, those are your best choices probably. Well, you know, I'm probably going to go ahead and go with your first choice. Now, is it a relatively fast-growing shrub? Well, I can recommend a holly that will get to five feet faster than it will. Like I said, mine are six feet tall after 40 years. Yeah, I, <laughs> I wouldn't think, call that I fast. Think, I, I don't think I've got 40 years left on this. Well, part. you start with a larger plant, and, and they'll be pretty good-sized after five or six years. Um, but if you need something faster... Uh, then needlepoint holly or willow leaf, it's called willow leaf, that's a s- softer sounding name, same, same plant. Willow leaf holly will get, uh, will get to six feet pretty quickly because it wants to be eight or nine feet or ten feet tall, so you will have to prune it to keep it at five or six feet. Okay, I can do that. All right, and I would, okay. I would space them probably five feet apart. Oh, okay, no, that's great. So they'll get, uh, so I can keep. You know, I can plant one every five feet, and it'll they'll fill in. Yes, sir. Okay. Willow leaf or uh, dwarf. I, Burford, I would use dwarf Burford because I'm not into pruning shrubs all the time. I just think oh, it's not, not a good plan. But but uh, if you want something faster, then and they look very very similar. You okay. look at them in the nursery, you're going to think you're looking at the same thing. Well, I will check out both of All right. them. One or, one or the two of them will be planted. All right. Thank Good deal. So Shop early this spring because the supplies will be exhausted before long. They are the most popular shrubs there are right now because of uh, all the freeze damage from last year. Hey, I appreciate your call. Good luck with it, Jim. Thank Thanks you, for waiting friend. on me twice. Okay. Take care. All right. I think I'm going to combine my first two breaks if I can, Mike, since this is a short one, and that will keep us on time, I think, a little bit better. We'll find something to go in between, if you will, please. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, uh, Texas' premier roofing contractor, serving the entire Metroplex with the finest in roofing since 1986. That's there in their 37th year. It's a second-generation family business. We have a Wortham Brothers roof on our house. They have done 100,000 roofs in that time. Oh, my goodness. That just... That just really tells you how good they are and how experienced they are. All kinds of roofs. Most of them have been composition roofs, of course, because that's the most popular type of roof. When they did our roof, they uh, they they said, you know, Neil, get your insurance settlement, and we will work within that, and we will recommend 
what you can do to get a better roof for that settlement, whatever it is. We had hail damage, and it damaged our guttering. It damaged the, the flashing. It damaged everything up on the roof, and it covered all of that. And they recommended a heavier weight composition roof than we had had before, and they recommended also continuous ridge vents. And the uh, those were those were not covered by the insurance. We had to spring for added cost on that, and it was so worth it because it uh, saved on our uh, cooling bills in the summer, the continuous ridge vents, and on our insurance because of the heavier uh, roofing. So they will guide you that way. They're really experienced, and they know what they're doing. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. They've been around. They're going to be around. They are great. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, serving the entire Metroplex. 972, and beyond, a long ways beyond. 972-562-5788. They'll go up on your roof and take a look. No charge at all. No obligation. 972 972- Five six two fifty seven eighty eight wbroofing.com Wortham Brothers Roofing Company KLIF News and Information still at 570 a.m. and also at 96.3 HD2 Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening is my uh, my book I think you'll find it to be a very useful gardening reference. Eleven chapters. Uh, Chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter two is that 48-page calendar of when to do everything. And then the following chapters cover all topics of outdoor gardening for every county in Texas. Lawns, landscapes, annuals, perennials, fruit and vegetable gardening, the whole works, it's all in there. 344 pages, a hardback with 840 of my photographs. It's not in stores, and it's not on Amazon because I want to sign every copy as it sells. It's in my garage, quite frankly, with a dehumidifier and waiting to be signed. I have a table set up there and and extra lighting, and I enjoy doing that. Uh, So your satisfaction is completely guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny you spend. 74,000 copies sold to date and not one request for a refund. See, if you don't agree, by the end of this spring, it will save you the cost of admission. Just thirty-six ninety-five plus tax and postage. Order it from neilsperry.com or call my office weekdays 9 to 5 at 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way is to order from the website right now. So you don't forget, that's N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WhizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WhizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, WhizQ Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. WhizQ Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at WhizQ at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. WhizQ Stone, leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. Hi, I'm JJ from Ace Hardware of Richardson at the corner of Coit and Beltline. When you need reliable, localized help and those great Valspar paint products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. And they are. They're great. Thank you, JJ. That's what happens when you combine two breaks. You get an extra rejoinder right in the middle of one of them. So there you are. Let me tell you about Arborological Services, the experts that your trees deserve. They've been serving the Metroplex since 1981. They've been serving the Sperry trees almost that long. 
I wouldn't let anybody else touch our trees. They have 12 International Society of Arboriculture Certified Arborists. You try to say that. College-degreed plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters. That's who leads their crews. These are people who know what they're doing. They talk trees when they sit around the table. Don't be asking them about your boxwood or your begonias. They are there about the trees. They have an 11-time Texas State Champion tree climber, Miguel Pastanez. He leads one of their crews. This is quite a, a team. Three of their men have been named as Texas Arborists of the Year. Steve Hauser, Russell Peters, and Kevin Bassett. That meant that in the year that they were selected, they were the top arborists in the entire state of Texas. That award's only been given in the last 22, 23 years, and three of their people have been awarded. That's the level of excellence you get with arborological services. Why would you want anybody else? They're getting caught up from all the ice damage of three weeks ago. If they say it's going to be a couple weeks till we can get to you, you tell them, here's, here's what I would suggest you tell them. I'm not going to demand anything of you. You have your right to anything. But I would suggest you say, Neil, Neil said it's, it's worth waiting on you guys. And it is, guys and gals. They are just the best. Arborological.com is the website, and the phone number is toll-free. They're strictly local, but they have a toll-free number to make it easier. 866 552 7267. Arborological Services, arborological.com, 866-552-7267. I'm Mark Suriae from Mr. C's Ace Hardware in Hearst. When you need reliable, localized help and great lawn and garden products, outdoor power equipment, or hardware for your home, come see us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Mark, very, very much. And let's see, we need to clear line one, so that one is done. We go to line two is Wallace in Dallas. Wallace, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hey, Neil, how are you? Well, thank you, sir. Um, You know, when I call, I typically try to have as much information as possible. But I'm driving in Dallas-Fort Worth, and I keep seeing this small, dark red shrub. And... um, you know, I just can't take my eyes off of it, you know, whenever I see them in landscape. So with that little information, do you possibly know what I could be talking about? Okay, and so you're talking about the uh, the foliage being dark red? Y- yes, the foliage is dark red. The leaves on it are dark red like a and how like tall? A and how tall is it? Oh, the ones that I always see are never over a foot and a half, foot, foot and a half. All right, and um, they're very small. No, I got that. Yeah. Go ahead. And the reason I like them so much is for that reason. They're so small, so they look like it would just add a, you know, a hint of color, you know. All right. My guess would be I'm I'm thinking of plants that are are uh, dark red at this time of year. There are three that come to mind, and I'll list them in the order of of, uh, frequency of use. Um, I would say there, and and this is percentage of if I drove down the street, what I would see as I drove down the street, uh, probably 95% would be one of the dwarf Nandinas, uh, such as uh, uh, the the one that is new uh, of the last 10 years or so is called Flirt. Nandina, and it will turn a beautiful dark color in the winter time, uh, a really eye-catching red. Um, there are other dwarf Nandinas. You know, you also have to remember this could be a, a young shrub that just hasn't gained size yet. But, but anyway, the Nandinas are are red, and they're probably ninety-five uh, percent of what you see that's red right now. Laura Pedlums are also dark red. Um, they lose part of their leaves in the winter time, and they also don't hold up very well in our black clay soil, so I don't know whether you'd be seeing a lot of them or not and whether they'd be that showy to catch your eye, but that's a possibility. That's the Chinese fringe flower, not a plant I recommend terribly highly for black clay soil. I've kind of, it's on my never again Neil list in our landscape. And the third one would be barberry, uh, like crimson pygmy barberry which is very showy but very thorny and and also very short-lived. I think those two together would make up 
five uh, percent. So I'm I'm guessing Nandinas. I'm trying to think of anything else that would have red leaves right now. I think those are probably it. Well, what I can do is I can at least narrow it down to you know when I go online, I can look at Nandinas just to see. But like I said, uh, and it's funny because all the ones that I've seen have all been really, really short, compact. And well, so Nandinas my- come in, yeah, Nandinas come in many different sizes. I started to do a story on pruning Nandinas for my newsletter, like I mentioned to another caller uh, this week. And I began by talking about how the, the pruning differs with the varieties. And I started by listing different varieties. Good gosh, I've taken half of my... Uh, allocation of time, the, a space that I want to give this story just in talking about varieties. I don't want to do that. So I just took that away. I just said, I'll just write another story sometime on the different varieties. There are probably 12 or 15 common varieties of Nandinas now. I would go into a really good independent garden center. I wouldn't go online. I would go into a, a really good independent garden center and just look at their Nandinas, N-A-N-D-I-N-A and uh, let them show you what they have and see if that's what you're what you're seeing you can look online if you wish but the online photographs often don't look like what you see here they look like what they want them to see in birmingham or or some other city and and uh, that's not necessarily what you're going to see can you believe that as i've been on the phone and you've said nandina i looked up and i googled nandina and you're right this is exactly what i'm looking at and the one that i'm and the one that i'm seeing that i really like is called firepower nandina so i Mm -hmm. guess there are different species of them is that what it is yeah that's why i was just mentioning it's not species it's it's cultivars or varieties and like i say there were 12 or 15 that are are very common firepower is a very pretty one uh and and it will do well. It's it's very pretty, and they do color up beautifully. Okay, all right. Well, I know where to start now. Thank you so much. I've been you seeing betcha. it, and the, and the thing is, and they stick out so well right now because everything's dead. Everything is you know, yeah. kind of spaced out, and but that that color just really you know, catches so, your eye, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Drive safely. Thanks for the call. Let's go to George in Paris. George, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Greetings from Paris, Neil. Yes, sir. I have had four Marinelle Hollies put in that are about seven feet tall. I can't remember if they were in 40-gallon or 60-gallon containers. Mm, and nice. I'm, I'm trying to figure out if, should I be, I, I hear you talk about uh, hose watering transplanted things uh, until they get established. Should I be watering those? before the temperature starts growing going up or should i just kind of let them take whatever moisture is there for now day they're planted from the day they're planted on they need to be watered the day they're planted and they um i'm gonna i'm gonna pick it up in um what is your soil is it sand or is it a, a sandy loam of some sort uh, more of a sandy loam. All right. Uh, I'm going to pick it up in uh, late April when the temperature begins to get into the 90s once in a while. Uh, and I'm not talking about if you get a bunch of rain. I'm just talking about a, an average week where it might have a shower here or there. Uh, you probably want to water um, uh, at least once a week at that time in, in Paris. And I would say in our black clay soil in the Metroplex, uh, once a week would be adequate in April, in the summer, twice a week. And George, one of the things that I have finally decided after after 44 years of doing this kind of uh, radio uh, program, I finally have decided the best way I can quantify how much to water, because people use drip irrigation a lot more now than they used to. And they say, well, I watered, I ran the dripper for three hours. That's got to be enough. No, it's not even close to enough. And and the way I figured I could quantify it is to say, if this plant came out of, I'll use something smaller, out of a 10-gallon pot, you need to put 10 gallons of water on that plant every second or third day all summer long at 98 degrees. I don't know if I can bring myself to tell you you need to put 40 gallons of water on that plant. That's a lot of water, but you need to come pretty close to it, 30 or 40, if it's a 40-gallon pot. And 40 to 50 gallons, that's a lot of water. That's a that's a drum, a, an oil, you know, one of these big barrels, burning barrel type of drum. 
that's a lot of water, but you need to put at least half that much on it every second or third day during the summer. And the reason for that is that the growers that produce those beautiful hollies, um, I love those big hollies like you have bought. You, you have great taste. They grow them in a very lightweight potting soil because freight is one of their big expenses, and, and, and they, can, they can grow them faster. They can get better plants more quickly if they grow them in that lightweight potting soil. There isn't a whole lot of actual soil in there, a lot of bark, mulch, and other things, and it dries out faster than the surrounding soil. All the roots are in that soil ball, that, that, those four soil balls that were planted, and so all the water needs to go there for the first two or three years. So you need to you need to water a lot when you water. What I would suggest you buy is called a water bubbler, not a breaker, but a bubbler. It's the size of a, a, a large man's a football lineman's fist, um, and it has holes the size of my pinky finger, bigger than a pencil, not a pencil lead, but a pencil uh, in it, and it lets you turn on the water at full pressure any time of the year, and it will not wash the soil out of that, out of that uh, area around the plant. And that makes watering a whole lot easier. But if ah, you get those, okay. and they cost 7 or $8, you probably will have to buy them online or buy it online. But they're wonderful. A water bubbler. It's not a, not a drip irrigation emitter. They're, they're big. They're aluminum. And that's why I described them as looking like a great big fist with holes in it out of aluminum. Well, between now and April when it starts heating up, should I still be watering them once, once a week? A week. I'm I sorry, I didn't come back and finish that out. I picked up in April, and I, I forgot to come backwards. I do it once a week unless it rains or unless it gets really okay. cold like it was this week, yeah. Okay. Thanks, Neil. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Very good question. All right. We will uh, come back to Randy in Keller in just a second. Let me first, though, tell you about... Whatever is on my top of my stack here. It would be Baylor, Scott and White. Good people to talk about. They have meant so much to our family for so many years, and so I am proud to present this message to you. Gardeners know how much work it takes to keep a garden healthy and happy. I'd like to take some time to talk about another group of incredibly hardworking people, the ones who have been keeping us happy and healthy. They are the beloved healthcare workers who are out there on the front line. They have the hardest job of all, and we owe each and every one of them a giant thank you for what they've been through the last two years. We're just about to turn the dial on the, the second full year of this pandemic thing. And so to the Baylor, Scott and White, uh, healthcare frontline workers, thank you for never giving in. Thank you for never settling for good enough. It's not easy to protect us from COVID, but we see you showing up every day and giving every ounce of your energy. We've seen that for 24 months now. And to you, my listener, remember that there are plenty of ways that we can continue to show our appreciation. We can get vaccinated if we aren't, because you never know when the next variant will come along. And we need to wear masks when we go into the doctor's offices and into the healthcare settings. And frankly, my wife and I are still wearing them. We went to a, a, a concert last night, a percussion concert at McKinney Boyd High School. They were great. And there we were with our masks. And our grandson was alongside us, and he, Joseph, had his. Those are great ways to show your support and that you care and that you're trying your message also. Share the messages on social media. One more big thank you to Baylor Scott and White Health, especially to the frontline workers for all that you have done to keep us all safe. To Baylor Scott and White, thank you. When you wake up. Crisis at the border. When you work. Reopening our economy. When you drive home. This escalation of violence. What's happening right now. All day. Update your day at the top and bottom of each hour. Keep myself as updated as possible. On Real News and Information, 570 KLIF. KLIF.com. I'll tell you about eGardens, my free electronic newsletter that comes from my computer to your email on Thursdays, a little after 6 p.m. You can count on five stories. One of them will always be a featured plant of the week. One of them will always be a featured question of the week, something that's come up repeatedly. And one of them will always be gardening this weekend, where I give you an outline of things that need to be gotten uh, done 
uh, taken care of in the ensuing three or four days over that weekend. And then a couple of other stories. I think you'll enjoy eGardens. Take a look at the one that's most recent. Came out night before last. You'll see it at neilsperry.com. That's where you sign up for it. Same place you go to buy my book. That's my website, neilsperry.com. Neil Sperry's eGardens. Click on the eGardens tab and take a look. I look forward to having you join the other 80,000 people. I'll never give or sell your email address to anyone, so it's safe from that standpoint, and it is free. We'll never charge you for eGardens. It's uh, something you can sign up for at neilsperry.com. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. It's a tough lesson for first-time gardeners, but you have to thin your plants. Most early gardeners, young gardeners, plant things too closely together, and then you're reluctant to thin the plantings out. I've been there, I know. The result is a forest of flower and vegetable seedlings crowding into one another's lives and ruining things for everybody. Adequate spacing is essential, and thinning is a must. Teach your young gardener how plants are properly watered and fertilized. Most youngsters, like most oldsters, want to water too often. It's much better to water deeply to encourage deeper roots and then to let the soil dry to the touch before you water again. Teach your young charge the importance of regular feedings in keeping the plants vigorous. And here in the black clay soils that most of us have in North Texas, we need to be using all nitrogen fertilizers. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in Gardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. I've heard of eGardens. Let me tell you also, I've heard of Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. My program is sponsored by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer and uh, a hardware dealer. There are 40 of them now that join together to sponsor us here, and, and I thank them very much. They sponsor both hours of the program. They have local experts who know the right questions to ask to make sure that you succeed in what you're doing right now. They have a very special product in store for you to help you have a beautiful lawn this year. If you're looking for a way to prevent weeds for a beautiful lawn all season long, stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer for Scott's Weed X Prevent with Halts. You hear me talk about Halts? This is where you can get it. A single application of Scott's Weed X Prevent with Halts in the early spring and then another application made 90 days later can prevent crabgrass, grass burrs, and other problem grassy weeds. Rain, snow, or freezing weather won't affect the product's performance, so you don't have to worry about the elements after you've applied it. That's Weed X by Scott's Weedex Prevent with Halts. Ace stores, parts of our neighborhoods, each owned by a member of the community. Local experts with trusted advice you can rely on, whether it's hardware, housewares, paint, uh, whether it's uh, plumbing, or the uh, way to get rid of the weeds before they ever show up. Scott's Weedex Prevent with Halts. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. It's a non-stop news cycle. The battle for Kyiv. The Russians are racing to get to the leadership of the Ukrainian government. President Zelensky. The enemy marked me as the number one target. Putin is trying to redraw the maps of Europe by force. We just entered a new era. It's going to be a new Cold War. Strong sanctions. They did not go far enough. Higher energy prices. I will nominate to the Supreme Court. Full coverage at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Real News and Information, 570 KLIF. Please visit my website, neilsperry.com, and take a look around. You'll find a lot of good information there. You'll find information on Rose Rosette virus and uh, how to identify it and the best replacement plants. You will find information on St. Augustine Diagnostics. I just leave those things archived because the questions come up so many times. And I also have the Frequently Asked Questions, 1,001 of them. You also will find the um, uh, uh, way to buy my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. That's the only place you can buy it, in fact, I might add. And you also will find the uh, place to sign up for Neil Sperry's eGardens, my electronic newsletter. All of that and a whole lot more at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. 
I'm Mike from Grand Prairie Ace Hardware. We're your source of those great lawn and garden products. Count on us for friendly service you can trust. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. All right, Mike, thank you very, very much. And we go back to the phone lines. Have room for one more uh, call if you'd like to make it. 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Randy is in Keller. I know a Randy in Keller. This is Neil. Good afternoon. <laughs> Good afternoon, Neil. I don't know if I'm the same Randy or not. I don't think I've ever met you before. but <laughs> Nope. No, then you wouldn't be. How can I help you? <laughs> well, first of all, I, before I get to my question real quickly, I really liked your comments about the hardworking people at Baylor and really at all the hospitals, what they've gone through the last couple of years. Can you imagine? Can you no. imagine? No. They have families no. at home that they're worried about. Can you imagine? No, no. And we had an experience at Baylor this year at, in Fort Worth that was excellent. Good. They were fantastic. They were fantastic. Glad so I have an odd, I have an odd question for you. We live here in Keller. We live on a golf course. And there's this one little strip about 25 feet long, and it's about four feet across, that's actually the property of the golf course. But it runs perpendicular off of the golf course, and it actually looks like it's a part of our yard. And therefore, they never take care of it. (laughs) So I'm out there every summer, you know, trimming the, with my weed eater, cutting the weeds and Bermuda and all that kind of stuff. Cause they, I've been here for eight years and they, they'll never take care of it. And, uh, you know, I reminded them and they just don't do anything. So I'm thinking, you know, what could I do in this strip that I could just throw down some seed, you know, like of some wildflowers or something. So if they're going to leave it alone, at least something pretty would be in there. Um, do you have any, <laughs> any ideas of what I could throw down there? Sure, I think I can help you. Uh, tell me again now. It's twenty-five feet long and how wide? It's probably about four feet wide. All right. And what is on your side of it, and what is on their side of it? So their side of it is the four-foot little entryway. It's parallel to my backyard. And the so, entryway meaning an asphalt walk or what? No, it's just you come off their golf course, and here's this little opening that uh, they don't take care of. Uh, so you could literally walk off the golf course and walk onto this little four-foot-wide strip that parallels my backyard for about 25 feet. All right. Do you have any kind of a uh, fence or anything? that? Yeah. Yeah. There's a fence on my side. There's a fence uh, on the other side of it parallel the 25-foot strip, which parallels a, a walkway, not their walkway, but a, a little walkway that goes back there. Are you but seeing no... through your fence? Is it wrought iron yeah. or some other? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. it's wrought iron. Yeah. All right. Why would you, and, and I'm just asking because I'm still trying to picture it all, why would you not want to have just Bermuda that you could easily enough mow and trim? Well, I could. I was thinking of something that maybe wouldn't even require that much work. <laughs> okay. Something something pretty, you know, and just be nice to see something pretty down there that um you know that would grow somewhat what do you naturally. see when you when you look through all of this what is 50 feet over there is it a fairway is it a utility area what is it um actually when you there's a a neighborhood uh pathway it's a concrete pathway that actually parallels the golf course so when i look pretty. at well, it's, it doesn't it doesn't look as bad as what it sounds like. Okay. It's, it's a, it's the reason I was natural. asking if it's a if it's a pretty view, it might be nicer not to have something that would catch your eye, and and therefore my Bermuda grass question might have been in order. Uh, if yeah. it is not a not a attractive necessarily attractive view, if it's not ugly but just just uh, it's okay, then then something like purple winter creeper euonymus as a ground cover might work perfectly. That's my favorite ground cover for full sun. It's it's durable. Uh, it's durable enough that they use it on Central Expressway in those raised planters up above on the bridges. Holy cow, oh, that's yeah. awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what and is I it use again? it purple. purple. It, it yeah, it has a name that's so long if you put it on a belt, <laughs> an old western belt, it go all the way from buckle to buckle. Purple winter creeper euonymus. If you ask wow. a nursery for purple winter creeper, they they will know what you're asking for. Euonymus is the last word, E-U-O-N-Y-M-U-S. 
I have used a lot of that in my landscape because I like it a lot. I keep it at about three to four inches, and uh, by Mm -hmm. mowing it from the outset, uh, not by trimming it, I use a gasoline-powered trimmer, and keeping it low, I like it that way. It'll get seven or eight inches tall if you don't. Um, But that makes a lovely ground cover. It's emerald deep green in the summer. I don't know. It's emerald. It's darker than that. And then in the winter, it's um, taking a chance on this one, Randy. It's <laughs> Aggie maroon in the winter. <laughs> it's, it turns a purple color, hence, hence the name, in the winter. It's a very pretty ground cover. That would be that would be the possibility if you want a ground cover. Well, you know, I went to TCU, so I like purple. But I do have some Aggie friends. So I it's think not I, that purple. I, I think it's <laughs> not quite that purple. <laughs> Yeah, plant pansies well, I, if you want that or something else. It's, it's, not, it's not quite that purple. <laughs> oh, I understand. Okay, well, that's a great idea, and it doesn't require too much water? No, no, not at all. Uh, you need to water it the first year or two. It'll cover faster if you take really good care of it, but no, it, it's a good one. It, it'd be great. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds great. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for the call. I enjoyed that very much. All right. Let me tell you about Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, our our, uh, birding feature with our pastor, Tommy Brummett. We'll come up in just a moment. Stay with us. He is going to be standing by here in just a moment. Uh, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. My book, I'll be signing the book. Zeus the dog and I will be signing the book tomorrow evening. I think it's probably when I'll go out to the garage to do that. And uh, I'll look forward to that very, very much. Uh, I sign every book as it sells. I uh, self-published it so I'd be able to do that. It's not in stores. It's not on Amazon. It has 344 pages. I just kept adding pages as I was doing it, kept getting new bids of what it was going to cost me. We're in the sixth printing right now, but it's been taken off the press because they can't get enough paper. They can't find the paper. Uh, they're waiting for the, the paper mill to uh, produce the rest of the paper. They're promised it will be ready, but it hasn't been done yet so half of the book is printed half is waiting Uh, but i have enough of the fifth printing and the changes are so minor um, that it's essentially exactly the same book fifth printing is 36.95 sixth printing is going to be more i'll tell you right now Um, and i can get it to you right away i'd love to sign a book for you 11 chapters that cover every aspect of outdoor gardening for every county in texas satisfaction completely guaranteed if you don't think it has paid for itself by the end of this springtime i'll buy it back from you no questions asked have not had one request for a refund in the in the 74,000 that i've sold here are the two ways you can order it, since it's not in stores and not on Amazon. Order it from my office by calling 800-752-GROW, weekdays, 800-752-4769. The better way is to order it right now at my website at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. When the people at Advanced Foundation Repair called to say they wanted me to do ads for their company, I told them I'd need references, people for whom they'd done work. I spent several weeks checking them all out, and the reviews were just fabulous. That was more than 20 years ago, and people are still thanking me for referring them to these leaders in the foundation repair industry. Affordable, innovative, honest, punctual. It's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003, foundationrepairs.com. Okay, so I want to set the stage in telling you about sunburst shutters or what happened the other day. Early morning. So you know how we were expecting freezing rain overnight. My wife got up and she said, let's see what happened. And she opened up our windows, which are energy efficient, double glazed windows, double pane windows. And she pulled back the sunburst shutters and she said, oh my gosh, these things really do insulate. That's exactly what she said. And I said, yes, I've been telling people that for many years, that they're the most insulating shutters in the market. And she said, it's cold behind them. And, uh, and there was ice on the, on the roof. Yes, we had the ice too. So that's sunburst shutters. They will make a big difference in the heat gain in the summer and the cold gain or heat loss in the wintertime. This is uh, because they're made of polywood, a completely synthetic material that is, uh, 
proprietary to their shutters. These are plantation-style shutters, two-and-a-half, three-and-a-half, and 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 four-and-a-half-inch louver size. They're beautiful, and they are so easy to operate, so easy to clean. They're white or off-white, your choice of colors, or they can custom paint them if you need that, or even faux stain them. Now, they can... They can fit them to any opening in your house. Let them bring samples to your home. These are nice people, and you'll enjoy meeting them. They're also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco. Here's the phone number, and I'll give you the website. It's sunburstshutters.com. Sunburstshutters.com, 214-343-2601. One more time, 214-343-2601. 2601 sunburstshutters.com. I'm David Agnew with Traeger Woodfire Grills. You can see them at all North Texas Ace Hardware stores. Ace is the place with Traeger Grills and the helpful hardware folks. We have, thank you, David. He is so enthusiastic about his grills, and we are to wear the Ironwood 885, and that is a, I think, exclusive to Ace. And gave one to our son Todd out in California for his birthday a year or two ago. And he loves that thing. We are big fans of Traeger. And Ace is the place. Um, right now I'm joined by our pastor, Pastor Tommy Brummett of the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney. And here's my test, 315 North Church Street, just a couple blocks north of Virginia Parkway, Virginia, in McKinney. Did I get all that right, Tommy? Oh, that's absolutely correct. God bless you, Neil. Good to hear your voice today. It's good to have you on the air here. And and next week we won't be on the air. I'll just tell you ahead of time, TCU theoretically is going to be playing at this time next week. We never know because sometimes they get shifted <laughs> around. But that's that's the uh, that's the game plan for now. And uh, it's also going to be Lent starting this coming week, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is. We have a big fat Tuesday celebration on Tuesday night at the church. Uh, pancakes and bacon, and, and we're going to gather and have a meal, and then we start Lent on Wednesday, Ash Wednesday. We have two services, one at noon, one at 6.30, and just like all of our services, those are in person and those are live-streamed online. So you can jump on our website at sharingtheheart.org. Uh, there are lots of opportunities to worship during Lent. We have online devotionals and Bible studies available. We have in-person Bible studies, and and we're going to celebrate and walk through these 40 days. We're talking, Neil, about being devoted together. What does it mean to be together and be devoted to the God who comes to us and knows us by name? Just kind of put a chill up my spine, the, the, the word together, Tommy, after two years of not being physically together as a church. That's been so rough. You know, how many how many people have come back into your flock in person and you say, I think I know him. I think I, I, think I recognize him. He's gained a lot of weight or he looks a lot older. The, the rarest of all comments, I think he's lost some weight, <laughs> which you yeah. won't say when you see me. Yeah, what, listen, God bless you, friend. Listen, you what, see what me what at I Baker's know. all the time buying my supper. Yeah. <laughs> and, and kids, I see kids and they've grown a foot since the last time. That's exactly uh, right. It, it's amazing. Yes. Yeah. But it's, all right. It's so now let's talk here. about tomorrow before we get into yeah. Lent. You you sure. have you have services tomorrow. You have eight o'clock, nine o'clock, ten o five, and eleven ten. Correct for your services. That's, ex- that's exactly right. And we'll be uh, we'll be worshiping in person. Our ten o five service in the sanctuary is live streamed. Our eleven ten service in our contemporary. Uh, worship area is live stream and and our services in melissa at our new congregation in their new building in melissa they are in person and live streamed as well and this sunday is the sunday of the transfiguration so we'll be talking about jesus whose face shines like the sun beautiful beautiful tommy's sermons are absolutely wonderful and and uh, so so down to earth and so easy to listen to. So anyway, please join us at our our church. I hope I can take ownership for a little while here while I'm on this earth. Tommy, I want to want to ask your uh, uh, your help on on birding right now. 
okay. this is a transition time. This is a time when uh, we're kind of at the end of the winter and we're going to begin to see birds start migrating back north and we're right. still in cold weather. And, well, I'll tell you, the <laughs> those cylinders I get at Wild Birds Unlimited, they were just being sucked down during the ice a couple of days ago. They they went from vertical to concave in about three hours. Um, birds need help right now, and, and they're still looking for food. There's nothing much out there for them in nature. Well, that's that, This is one of those lull times of the year where it really benefits our bird friends if we can provide uh, water uh, that's not frozen, and uh, if we can provide food and some shelter just I've got brush piles in my backyard. I know my neighbors love me for it, uh, but the birds <laughs> like to huddle in there. And, uh, uh, yeah, right now is a great time to make sure you've got the feeders you need and they're filled with bird seed and, and just to, to take care of our birds that are wintering with us. And we are coming up. The spring migration will begin. You'll start to see a change in the birds that you see in your backyard. But I, you know, I, I have feeders all in my backyard, and we have lots of bird activity uh, because they are they are looking for something to eat in this cold weather. Tommy has pointed out that Texas, if you look at a, a map of the North American continent, Texas is in in the the as the as the funnel widens out from the narrows of of Mexico, widens out the birds that have come way south. Uh, come through Texas to get back to the north, and that's why we see so many different species here. If you want to look at birds, Texas is a great place to live. Uh, We're right in the middle of the Great Central Flywheel, is what they call that. So birds will be traveling uh, to the the north uh, here soon, and in in the fall they'll be traveling back to the south, and it's just fun to see all the different kinds of birds that pass through it just helps us remember what a wonderful diverse world we live in and we're we're a part of that and to be aware of it helps our hearts to be thankful i'm going to paint a poignant picture for you tommy um that is kind of befitting of the construction that's going on in in our town in mckinney out in the country uh we live in the country and we drive a route to get to our house and along that route, there are a lot of pecan trees, and there is construction in that area. There's a beautiful red-tailed hawk that is often perched. I'm not a big fan of how they feed themselves, but it is what it is. It's nature. And yep. he sits up there, he or she, can't tell. And um, I'm sure you can, but I can't. And he has been looking over the territory and, and uh, for a good time, or another one just like him or whatever. And the other day... That tree met its fate with a bulldozer, and oh, it was no. laying on its side. And when we came back about two hours later, the red-tailed hawk was still sitting on the tree, oh, on its side. <laughs> Poor hawk has lost oh, his perch. Yeah. <laughs> the tree yeah. was prone, and the hawk was still there. So have to yeah, find another yeah. tree, I guess. Yeah, so I guess that's what it all, is. Don't know all situations, but a little planning, a little forethought can. Uh, can certainly help all of our creatures. Yep, that's exactly right. I have music playing. That means that the the time for both of us needs to move on to another program. <laughs> Tommy, thank you. Sharingtheheart.org is the website. You can get all the information for the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney. Thank you, Tommy. God bless you, Neil. Thank you so much. Folks, thanks for listening. Until two weeks from now, happy gardening.